0: with sound all right what's up everyone welcome back to another episode of watch with sound better yet welcome back to another episode of watch with friends my name is Josh Landicho and with me is Carmela Ocampo I'm Steph Huin and I'm Sophia Fragoso and on today's episode, we're going to be doing the new movie, She Dies Tomorrow, directed by Amy Simitz, starring Caitlin Scheel, Jane Addams, Kentucker Adley, Katie Aselton, and Chris Messina. This is a fairly new movie, and the reviews right now are like split in half. Literally, a lot of people hate it, a lot of people love it. Um, but just to give you like a non spoiler portion of this episode, the summary of the film is that this girl named amy she has a belief that she's gonna die tomorrow which spreads like a virus amongst the people connected to her and their lives unravel into this paranoid anxiety filled madness so carmilla non spoiler their opinion what did you think of this movie
1: i thought it was interesting <laughs> yeah i definitely expected it to be more scary um but it ended up being more funny, if anything. And there were a lot of moments that were very abstract and like left a lot to interpretation. And I did find myself um, wanting more answers in the end. But it's definitely a movie that has to be watched several times for you to like really get what was going on and like truly appreciate it. But um, that's not to say that there isn't like enough to enjoy through a first watch. It was really cool, like seeing all the visuals and the sound like really, I guess, up the ante, like with like all of the crazy, like LSD, like trippy lights that were happening everywhere. But yeah, overall, I think that this film definitely deserves a watch, even though it's pretty divisive. Um, I think there's a lot to appreciate.
0: Steph, what did you think of the film?
1: I thought
2: it was good. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And after watching the trailer, I was hesitant to watch this again because I don't like scary movies. But after watching the trailer, I kind of got a sense that it was it would be less scary and more satire, which I think they did well. Um, I don't know if I would watch it again, but I think the premise is interesting enough that I would remember it. Um, so for that, I think it was pretty good.
0: Sophia, what did you think of the film?
3: Um, I went into it with not incredibly high expectations, but I really liked the trailer and just how like colorful and creepy it was, and I thought the trailer was really effective at making the premise of the movie very intriguing. Um, specifically, like this thought of death and saying that you're going to die being contagious enough to cause the people around you to die as well. I thought that that was a really cool concept. Um, When we finished watching the movie, I definitely did not immediately understand everything that I just watched. And it took a while of kind of ruminating on everything for me to, to really understand what the premise of the movie was and kind of have these revelations of like, oh, that's what the director was trying to do. Um, and I almost don't like how I had to think about it so much to enjoy it, but I I appreciate what the director was trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think later on in the episode, more of the spoiler-filled side, we're gonna talk about what the director was trying to do and like what her overall message was. But like personally, I think it's a good premise and it's like really fitting for the times. Like being in a pandemic, everyone's always like paranoid if they have it or not. And if they do have it, what are they gonna do? Like, if they end up, you know, dying, I guess. Um, and this was like shot before COVID, and it's kind of crazy how it sort of like coincides with each other. Um, but personally, I thought the film was really, really good. I think out of the four of us, I was the one that liked it the most.
2: <laughs> you loved it. I loved it. Yeah, for some reason, I was like, "Yo, like, I really,
0: really like it." <laughs> um, so, like, just like seeing it that and like how I felt after the movie and and sort of like the symbolism that it was trying to portray. I feel like I was able to, like, actually take in a lot more with the movie, apart, I guess, apart from you guys, since you guys didn't, like, as much (laughs) as I did. But, like, it stuck stuck with me a lot more, and I I really like this idea of having this paranoid delusion of, like, oh, I'm gonna die tomorrow, and Mm -hmm. it's it's so interesting to think about. So, before we actually go into the movie, I want to, like, open up sort of, like, a discussion and just talk about our own personal (laughs) thoughts about death and stuff like that. So, in the movie... The paranoia of dying tomorrow is brought up quite often. It's the title of the movie. So, um, just the question if there was one thing that you'd be able to know when it would happen, what would it be if not dying? Oh, anyone can answer. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Carmella. Yeah, go ahead, Carmella.
3: Oh my god. It's a really hard question. Yeah. Oh, this is a
1: hard, very question. hard. I like with the few seconds that I have to think about it right now I guess if I were to want to know one thing for sure and when it would happen honestly I think I would want to do- know when I would die <sighs>
0: <laughs> oh my god yes! <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. I fill the room. <laughs> what would you do, though? Would you try stopping it? Like, if, Look, like, look, 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 look. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, hey. Listen, hey. listen here. Nothing okay. Right <laughs> Has anyone seen the movie Big Fish? Yes. Um, All right. So with that concept, the guy knew, Ewan McGregor, the main character, knew when he was going to die. Therefore, he lived his life to the fullest, knowing nothing in his way would kill him because he knew when he was going to die. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Okay, so then what would you do then? What would you do the day before, you knowing you're going to The
1: day before? I mean, I guess I would, like, have planned it out by then. If it, like, is that far out, I would have time to plan it out. But, yeah, that would, like, basically free me from, like, living my life in fear, I guess. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, because I know how much time I have. So, yeah, I guess the day before I'd, like, spend it. Saying goodbye, you know, <laughs> have an epic, epic exit. I, depending on how I die, I'm not sure. Wow. Or maybe prevent it. Who knows? Let's mix it up. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> on the flip side of that,
0: though,
3: like, what if you knew that you were gonna die significantly sooner than you, oh. you know have time to do all of the things that you wanted to do with your life?
1: I would probably, yeah, unravel just like these characters <laughs> in the movie. Honestly, <laughs> I'd probably have a meltdown. <laughs> I'd probably go through like stages of like what is it anger or grief yeah i'd start like bargaining anger acceptance probably it all over again you know but
0: <laughs> I mean, what if like one of the ways you die is how you like have your grand exit of life so what would you do then like what
1: do you mean like, oh like, if, like
0: what if saying goodbye to someone is how you die and your day gets cut short
1: well then that's how it was meant to happen <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: well, how poetic of you to be. <laughs> thought it all out guys <laughs> Sophia, what is something you'd want to know ahead of time i guess you can say
3: this is such a hard question like i definitely get what carmel is trying to say but i i definitely would not want to know when i was gonna die um not necessarily like a timing thing but i can ask questions about like people too i guess i guess so like like when someone else is gonna (laughs) die
0: knowledge of of something future happening what would you want to know Mm -hmm. This is so hard.
1: <laughs> when this pandemic is over?
0: Oh, um, what
3: you do with that information? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no
0: plan. not
1: plan.
3: I guess I would want to know if the world was going to end in my lifetime when that would happen. Ooh, so- but, like, I don't even like that answer because there's so many holes that I could poke <laughs> in that. Like, if it was going to happen tomorrow, I would not want
0: to know. But I mean, I, I guess that's a good Good question, to ask because I feel like if it's later down the line, you kind of don't have to worry about it. But if it is tomorrow, <laughs> like, oh shit! I don't know what to do now. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I guess I. It's it's a really really loaded question, and I'm overthinking it because I'm I poking holes in every thought that I'm having in my head right now. So I, I guess that's. That's my final
0: answer. (laughs) Okay. All right, makes sense, makes sense. Steph, what is something you'd wish to know before happening?
2: This question stresses me out because I don't know. And I think, like, opposing Carmella, I would not at all want to know when, how, for any reason... how I would die
3: because... Carmella's taking this person. <laughs> no, I, I
2: understand your your reasoning behind that, but I just, I think because I'm, like, typically a pretty anxious and paranoid person, I just could not live, like, what kind of life
1: is that? Like, knowing when I would
2: die, I'd be, like, stressed out every day, and I think it'd just be very depressing, and I think that kind of takes away... The beauty of life, like the unex- <laughs> I'm sorry, not, not anything. I this is just my. I opinion. can't believe this. This is my opinion. I'm not hating on your stance, but life. I'm just saying. I think there's something beautiful with you know the uncertainty of life and how we live every day, not knowing what's gonna happen, you know. And she is she does not agree with me right now. But, I decided I wanted
3: to change my answer. So oh, I'm you wanted to? After slap, after No,
2: in no way am I hating on Carmela's answer, but I just. What i What is your actual answer? My <laughs> answer is no, I would not know when I would want to die, and I don't think there's anything else that I would want to know oh, okay. that would happen in my life. Very
0: okay. poetic as well. <laughs> we are just. <laughs> We're sitting in my room right now, and Steph and Karma on one side, and we both have these like. We're just yin and yang, you know. I know. I
2: just constantly gender. clashing.
0: Oh Sophia, why did you want to change your answer? What is your new answer? <laughs> okay,
3: listen. It's really, really stupid, but like y- listening to Steph talk, I'm realizing like she's absolutely right. I don't want to know <laughs> anything you. about what's gonna Fine. happen <laughs> as far as like these massive things because. <laughs> It, it takes away so much out of your life experience. Like like she said, what kind of life is that? So I decided to change my answer.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, God. It, t- it's a guilt-free <laughs> life. You can do anything. She's so she her right now. You're free from the fear of death. <laughs>
3: So I'm changing my answer to, I would want to know when the One Direction reunion. Oh, wow, great answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. I, I am on the same wavelength as her right now. It's, it's such low stakes. I would just need to know how much to save up for when.
0: <laughs> and,
3: and that's it. And I don't have to worry about anything else. Of
0: course. Josh. I mean, okay, I guess that's a better answer. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone has their own opinion, I guess. Um, but yeah, this is a very loaded question. I'm glad we talked about it because it's very funny and it's a good discussion. <laughs> um, but it's I don't know. Uh, like I've been playing a lot of uh, Fall Guys lately, and there are times where like I lose and like I f- like think about like damn, if I took this other way, I would have won. And like it's like these, it's such like a path to know what like what are your path to success so I kind of like my question is like what I want to know in the future is kind of like when is the next bad or good thing that's going to happen so if it's a bad thing I sort of know the pathway to avoid that essentially and hopefully that will guide me to the right path and then if it's like a good thing I could nourish myself to that position and point in my life I know it's kind of a weird thing because like I feel like because like (laughs) everyone's just looking at me but like
3: (laughs) it's too non-specific it's too big. That is true. <laughs> too general. Ooh. I guess. So.
0: <laughs> but
3: I mean, like, we all took this so serious.
0: <laughs> okay, One Direction. Over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like when bad things happen in my life as well, I always think about like, like if I get pulled over or something, I'm like, damn, I should have taken the freeway instead of side streets, and that that's something I I ponder about every time something bad happens. So that's why I kind of like it'd be cool to know that and then kind of try and avoid it or if i have to go through that path regardless it's interesting to see where i'm going with that path and how that ends up being that bad thing or that good thing that happens in my life so like i don't know it's just interesting to think about when it happens afterward like if that bad thing happens afterward i want to know why that happened and i question myself if i would take that path again and there are certain things in my life that were bad that i took and it made myself a better person so it's either a bad thing or a good thing that I know what's gonna happen. So I guess like all in all, it's it's a it's a double edged sword. If you could do, if you knew everything, then you'd do everything else to stop from that one thing happening. And if you knew nothing, then you're just kind of living on a prayer essentially. And that's essentially like where <laughs> Carmela is. She wants to know when she dies. Between <laughs> you two, you guys don't want to know when you die. So it's like this uh, the, kind of the both sides of the argument, but. If I really, really had to choose, it'd be when something good or bad is going to happen, like monumentally good or bad, just so I know what path to take.
1: How do you measure that? How do you measure the monumentally? Because, like, essentially, I feel like your answer is, like, a very extreme version of my answer, (laughs) because, like, dying is bad,
0: right? You would avoid dying, (laughs) right? I mean, like, that's true, and I know that mine's still very, like, objective, because, like, it could be, like, I stub my toe, but this causes <laughs> the end of the world. So, like, I don't want, <laughs> yeah. want to stub my toe. It's, like, this weird thing. I don't know. Like, if something good were to happen from something so small, that I wish I knew what that small thing was just so I know and I could take note of it when my life changes or my life gets bad. So I think it is still a loaded <laughs> answer, but, like, it's an answer that I'm comfortable with. Okay. Can I
2: say something? Yeah. I just what if so what if you guys know like these good and bad things that are going to happen the days or hours or minutes or whatever leading up to that wouldn't you just be like anticipating that and so that takes away from the moment of living because you're expecting something that you know is going to happen it seems like Seth is trying to <laughs> her point. i'm just asking you know counter the counter questions <laughs> Hey, I believe everything happens for a reason, whether it's good or bad.
1: And, you know, that is that is the beauty of life. I mean, it's just essentially you're just essentially living your life in a different way. You know, you just like you just have this knowledge Mm. and then now you can plan for it. You can live a certain way. Right. But there's still things that can be unexpected. I mean, like my thing was just death. You know, it wasn't like everything bad that ever happens to me that I know of. Mm. So it's like, I could, bad things can still happen to me. I can still enjoy life oh, and it's okay. beauty and it's uncertainty. You know, I, I can just you, avoid, I, <laughs> I just know when I'm going to die. So If
2: you knew that you were going to die tomorrow, like these characters in this movie, how would you act in 24 hours? If you knew you were going to
1: die. All right. So this is a segue into our next question. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and if I knew I was going to die tomorrow, Honestly, yeah, I'd probably go crazy, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Like, I can't tell you exactly what I'd do. Maybe, like, I don't know, say goodbye to everyone I love. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to die, like, by myself, alone, like, isolated, or if I want to die in a room full of people. Or, like, with just one person. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm.
0: But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you had a party and you just dropped it.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <Three>, <laughs> How would you react to Steph? I don't know. Oh my I, God. God. I mean <laughs> <can't believe you. laughs> like No, like I mean, um
2: line. I like no <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, don't make fun of me. <laughs> Sophia's gonna <laughs> no,
1: skedaddle out of here. Sorry. <laughs>
2: um, I for sure would spend my last day with like my loved ones, but I don't know what state of mind I would be in. I'd probably, you know, go crazy as well. Um Yeah, I mean twenty four hours is not that much time to kind of process <laughs> that type of information <laughs> and then plan for what you're gonna do in your last moments. But for sure I know I'd spend it with my loved ones. I probably just would not be in a good mental state what
0: would you
3: do Sophia see like I'm coming at this question logically when I know that in that situation I definitely would not be logical like in in this exact moment right now I'm thinking that like I would be so overwhelmed with anxiety that I'd want to just spend my entire time getting everything in order I wouldn't want to like leave my family overwhelmed with having to take care of like anything financially for my funeral i'd want to make sure that like i gave them all the appropriate like passwords and numbers and like everything that they would need to take care of my life after i'm gone but i don't know if like i'd have the mental capacity to do that in the moment and that's why this question is so like it's a cool question but it's really hard because i i'm just such an anxious person already that I don't know if I'd be able to do that or if I'd just completely unravel and, like, some of these characters they in this movie, they react to it so differently.
0: Mm. I I really don't know. So, I mean, what well, you said right now, though, it seems like if you did know today that you're going to die tomorrow, mm. it seems like you just plan everything out as regards to, like, your future with your family and, and the future mm. of your life afterwards. Right. Like, there's nothing
3: that I'd be trying to, like, have any final big trip or like see anybody specific or like I'm not gonna try and and do anything crazy special. I don't think I would at least. Um I just wanna make sure that like I didn't like I said overwhelm my family with financial burdens or anything else. Um and yeah, I guess that's it.
1: You wouldn't turn yourself into a leather jacket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> That's a spoiler no. <laughs> yes. uh,
0: But, yeah, I don't know. This is a little question as well, and I get where you're coming from, Sophia, because, like, if I were to know to die tomorrow, I would want to get all my ducks in the row, but at the same time, I'd also want to do stupid shit and do the most things I couldn't do when I was alive and things that I worried about when I was alive. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do, but, like, I'd probably, like, like, have this, like, weird day of just doing the most random stuff that I I was scared to do if, like, I had life after that day or whatever. So, at the same time, it's, like, I want to do everything (laughs) I'd want to do, and then also make sure i'm good with my family and my loved ones as well like just to make sure i'm good with them and financial stuff like that like what you said Sophia, it makes a lot more sense that you would want to make sure your family's okay and then afterwards i'd want to do stuff that i can do
3: would you want your family to be there when you died
0: i don't know i really don't know i don't know if like i want to be alone if i want to be with people um it would be cool to have a Josh-year celebration where oh when it's down to zero, I just kind of drop dead and everyone's stuck in shock. <laughs> and then like afterwards, people are going to be like, oh, did you go to Josh's party? He died afterwards. <laughs> he, died. <laughs> he
1: died.
0: It was so good. Someone died and it was the host. It would be cool.
3: It's kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, no final <laughs> meal, no final <laughs> resting place.
0: I mean, if it was Josh Year's Ooh. Eve, I would have you know all the things I'd want in that party. Have all the people I love and stuff. People I always say goodbye to and stuff like that. So I hope that Josh Year's party, whoever's hosting it, y'all better come. I thought correct. it
1: was you. No,
0: it's not me. I'm dying. <laughs> Why would I do, plan my de- my own party? Someone got to do it for me. Sorry, I have a related <laughs> question.
2: <laughs> so if, if you guys knew you were dying tomorrow, what would your last meal be? Oof. 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 Do you know?
0: What if the, the last meal you ate is just how you died? Someone oh my God. That would be how you go.
2: Yeah. That'd that'd kind fun. Oh, fun, oh that'd be a good way for you to go, because you're allergic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you, <laughs> She's allergic to like That's a to things An allergic reaction. What the fuck? But you finally get to eat something that you haven't been able to eat. I isn't think stuff is gonna kill me tonight. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Like if I, that's a good way for you to if I had
2: all the allergies that you had. Step, like, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I think my last meal would be like my mom's cooking or something. Oh,
3: that's sweet. Oh, <laughs> I was literally thinking the same thing. Like yeah. my mom makes a really incredible pot roast mm. that, like, is just the most comforting thing for me. So maybe like my mom's pot roast and a nice plate of pasta. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> so cute. How about you, Steph? What your last meals?
2: No shame to my mom, but she doesn't cook, so I can't say my mom's cooking. I think it'd be a tie for me between in and out. <laughs> in and out. Or probably sushi. It's like completely different, but huh. yeah, it's I think those. Two sides those of the Koi. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Oh. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> what would you have, Josh?
0: I think, I don't know. I'm pretty torn, too. Um, like, I would want my mom, like, I feel like I'd have a buffet. If it feels like my last last meal ever. A in life. I'd be a buffet. That's <laughs> what's it all. Answer? Yeah, so I feel like I'd have, like, a nice slice of pizza. Maybe something my mom could cook, and then like maybe uh, like salmon sushi or something like just everything I love in one place, and then eat that. And if that's the way I die, then there you go. <laughs> worth
1: it? Worth it, definitely <laughs>
0: worth it. Having all the stuff I love in one place is perfect. Yeah, thank you. Um, so th- this is the last thing I put on here, Um kind of loaded, and I know that it's like what what is this? But I put uh, breaking the barrier of your true reality. So. I feel like I'm alone. I'm not sure if you guys felt this, but when I was younger um, in elementary school and junior high, um, when I thought of like high school and when I thought of like college, I never saw myself um, getting there. Like, I, I assumed for some whatever reason that I would not get there as regards like if I would die or if I just didn't go. It was this weird like thing I had in my head that like I had so much built up anxiety for my future that I didn't see myself in that future. And I feel like i'm alone on this <laughs> it's looking weird but like i never had the reality of that i'm going to live that long to see that day um and it was it was just my anxiety like pushing me behind because i didn't want to face that future reality and see like how high school is and how this new world is going to be to me i was always scared so i feel like in that time i would never think of myself in the future if that makes sense did any of you guys feel that way <laughs>
3: The reason I'm looking at you weird isn't because it's an uncommon thing, but like not to be a downer, but that's a symptom of depression. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs>
3: because <laughs> I was like, Get honestly, deep. I was the exact same way. It's something that I I had to talk about in therapy a little. <laughs> bit.
0: Well, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. It was Jeez. A therapy session too. I know. Um, wait, did you wanna? Oh, you guys can go ahead, and then
3: I'll answer it later. I don't know. I just wanted to kind of interject that because no, yeah, I think yeah. it's an important thing to say that, like, if that is something that you're feeling, that's something that you definitely should see someone about. Um, like again, not to be a downer, but like it's it's a very serious thing with like suicidal suicidal thoughts and depression to not think of the future and to think that you won't live to see it, so you don't make plans.
0: Huh. Like I just think that's important to to
3: tell the
1: audience of Watch with Sound. <laughs> I
0: mean, I don't feel like that anymore. I'm just saying when I was younger, that's what. I sort
1: of felt so. Thank you, Sophia. No, yeah, that's really important. And like, I was just gonna say, like, I have felt that feeling, but not in terms of like not living kind of thing. Like, it's more of like I imagined a life for myself, like in the future. Like, this was when I was probably in high school or middle school. Like, I'd imagine having a job, living in the city, stuff like that. But I never actually thought that kind of stuff would, hap- would happen until it, like, actually happened, but, yeah, never in terms of, like, death or, like, not because, like, I didn't think I would live, like, long enough to, like, realize it kind of thing. But, yeah. <laughs> How
0: about you, Seth?
3: Like, are you asking if it's like, a relatable feeling? Yeah, or that,
0: have I you ever felt, thing, but... as regards to your future, that you wouldn't be in a certain point in your future?
2: I, yeah, I think everyone has felt that to some degree, right? I think when I was younger, I didn't really think too far ahead because I didn't know like what the next day would look like. I think I had like a lot of pipe dreams, you know, but besides that, like realistically, I didn't really imagine like specifics for myself, but that probably has to do with a lot of what I was going through at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the same idea comes from, like, how kids think when they start off. They kind of, like, have these crazy dreams and they don't realize, I guess, the path in front of them, which is really sad. Because, like, say, like, someone wanted to be, like, a doctor, but they didn't know the amount of people that want to be a doctor and the competitive nature of that. Um, Like, when I was in elementary school, I wanted to be a pro skater. um, But obviously, I didn't know, like, I had to commit to skateboarding as much as I did. And, like, during, during my lifetime, I sort of realized... All these other kids could be pro skaters. Why is it going to be me? And I didn't know the hard work behind that. So it's like kind of breaking that reality of the th- of your surroundings and the people around you. So I, that's why I thought it was an interesting question or interesting statement for me because I think a lot of kids have really high hopes for something until they actually step into the real world. Sorry, little kids, but that's sort of like <laughs> how I felt. And so Y'all don't even <laughs> know. Sorry, little kids. <laughs> Don't grow up. We don't. sound
2: so old right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Y'all don't even know.
0: <laughs>
1: I know. Sorry course.
0: to the five year old listeners. That listen this, um,
1: your life is over. <laughs> <laughs> don't dream.
0: Right now is the best time of your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, yeah, that's sort of like where I was trying to go with that, and it's sort of like a, a deep rooted thing I wanted to say, and I guess the symptoms that Sophia prescribed me is pretty interesting as well. But
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you'll we'll circle first. back later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were some pretty interesting
1: allegations over here. <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> so if you're in this part of the episode it's going to be more spoiler filled so if you haven't watched a film yet you should watch it and listen to this part but with the whole entire movie in mind what did you guys think of the film? what did you guys like about it? what did you guys not like about it? what are your favorite parts, characters, etc what do you guys think? Carmella let's open up the floor with you <laughs>
1: Um I think I think this is definitely because of my expectations. I I wanted it to be scarier, but then I quickly understood it was wasn't going to be that kind of movie. So that was like fine to accept in the middle. Um I love that it was hilarious in some parts and shout out to the character Jay and she like knocked it out of the park. She Jane was, Adams, Jane
3: um sorry, it's just the the actor's name is also Jane. Oh, shit. super shout out <laughs> Jane Adams.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she was definitely a highlight of the movie for me. Um and like I like how a lot of the shots were like cut with like the tension and then all of a sudden would like cut to like silence and just like a very it was just made for a very funny like awkward moment. Like the music would swell up and then all of a sudden stop and then you realize how kind of ridiculous everything is and like I was reading um in an interview with their director like she purposely like made those moments like feel silly in the end because she was kind of like heightening her own anxiety and then undercutting it and then coming from like an outside point of view like realizing how kind of silly it all looks so yeah I definitely like would want to watch this movie again just to like appreciate all of those little moments that she like added in that like seem very personal to her and I think it'll make me appreciate the movie more but like Sophia said earlier you don't you shouldn't need like an explanation like that to maybe appreciate or enjoy the movie so I'm also like kind of torn between that I also didn't love this movie but I am interested in watching it again
3: Hmm.
0: Sophia what did you think And what did you not like, like, and stuff like that.
3: So I already kind of said most of my thoughts, I think, but um, I think talking about it, I definitely like the movie more now than I initially did when we first watched it. I think I'd give it a solid like seven out of ten. One of my favorite parts of this movie was just seeing all of the different ways that everybody kind of unravels and everybody takes this news that they're going to die so differently. Some of them are angry, some of them are confused, some of them are just like so almost not unaffected by it, but they they let it kind of free them to be blunt with the people that they are close to, not even necessarily the people that they love, but just they they think like, what's the point of, of being cordial and polite when I'm gonna die so who cares um I also like Carmela said one of my favorite things was also just how effective the the music was and the way that it cuts from scene to scene just makes you like it almost makes you uneasy because you're expecting there to be this big crescendo and then there's it's just nothingness it's complete silence it's a really Plain screen that you see in front of you with like no particular character standing there. Sometimes it's just like a, um, an open door frame. Um, there's also like the way that the movie is shot with the different uh, timelines, like it kind of goes back and forth in time. It was initially very confusing. And we actually, when we watched it, we re watched the first 10 minutes, and that made the entire rest of the movie kind of click for me in a way that, like, I was really, really confused coming out of it. Um, Like, again, I wish I didn't have to do that to understand everything. I wish there had been some kind of a callback at the end to the beginning of the movie. Um, But other than that, like, I actually, I I think I liked it a lot.
0: It's kind of cool seeing that now that we're talking about it and, like, actually discussing things about it. It's cool that you actually have a better opinion on it and it changed while we're talking about it. Um, Steph, what... Did you like of the film? Like, what's your overall opinion about it?
2: Yeah, so I agree with a lot of the things that both um, Carmela and Sophia said. Um, I think going into the movie, I knew I wasn't going to love it, but I just, I really appreciated what the director did here because I felt like everything was very intentional and she was very purposeful with, like, all of the decisions that she made in this movie. And I think the premise of, yeah, this person knowing that or believing that they're gonna die tomorrow and then kind of spreading this like paranoia amongst everyone else around them is like i think a, per- a good portrayal of of <laughs> like <laughs> carmel is looking at me crazy i think it's a good portrayal of like how we as humans are just so we just get so wrapped up in our own thoughts and how that kind of feeds into other people and we just, we become our thoughts and we become, like, what we surround ourselves with and, like, what we put out. And I th- I think, like, that's what made me really enjoy the movie was that I think it was just a really interesting concept that I I think a lot about. And I don't, I can't recall any movies that kind of touch upon this. So I really like that. Um, and then, like Sophia mentioned, the nonlinear um timeline I actually really enjoyed because I think it was just it was intentional um the movie itself was like very trippy and it it didn't make a lot of sense for like the first half but at the end everything ties together and it was a very artful decision on my you know in my opinion so I yeah I just I applaud her for that I don't know if I would rewatch it just because I do think that it was really slow in a lot of moments. Like specifically Amy's character, I was not a huge fan of. It was kind of slow. She was kind of weird. Like I couldn't appreciate her character. But Jane is Jane is my girl. She was so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're just poking fun of like how as a society we're just so stressed out all the time and just so driven by fear. In our day to day lives. So I think that was a very powerful message. And it was just cool to see how different people react to that too.
0: Has your opinion changed since you watched it? Because I remember the day we watched it, you gave it like a five point.
2: <laughs> okay, as a movie, yeah. I mean, as a movie, it wasn't like amazing, but I just really like the storyline and the premise. So I would bump it up to a six, maybe. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about you? josh
0: um but for me um if anything my opinion has gotten better with it because i i do love the film um i was like when i f- was first watching it in the trailers and stuff i never expected anything too crazy like the actually the movie like met my expectations if we're thinking about it because like when i watched it i was like, okay they're gonna see we're gonna see just these people reacting to how they might die tomorrow and that's exactly what i got was how they died well I was like, how they kind of reacted to this information and how they felt about the anxiety and stuff like that um and it was just cool to see that i think one thing one gripe i have with that though is that like it was all very sad like all these characters were reacting to it like very sad i think you had this couple that had the truth come out that they didn't want to be together for that long you have this husband and wife that like attacked their sister their sister because like she was the reason why it happened and you have this other one that's just kind of like jane who we all love um <laughs> is kind of just floating and kind of just like
3: she becomes really lethargic
0: yeah and she tries to like figure out when it's gonna happen or like how it's gonna happen and she kind of like just looks around and, and try to feel when she's gonna die and then you have amy who kind of like is something that i wanted i wanted to see was if she did things that she wanted to do before she dies but at the same time, she was still very, like, sad about it. And I know, like, I, she shouldn't be happy that she's going to die tomorrow. But, like, I wish there was a character we followed that sort of took that by the horns that he's going to die tomorrow and did everything in the most fun and, and like, happy way. Like, they just focused too much on the sad parts of it, which I understand because death is not something to smile about. But, like, when you think about if you knew you are going to die tomorrow, what would you do? A lot of people, I would, I would guess, would try and do whatever they want and try to let go of their inner denials and inner things that like stop them from being who they want to be and doing what they want to do um but apart from that i really love the characters and how they sort of reacted and being so honest and so like i don't give a fuck about tomorrow because i'm gonna die and they kind of just like unravel that and it shows them sort of like figuring out what they want to do and how they feel um and at the same time like i i kind of expected them to have a draining sadness and anxiety because they all aren't ready obviously they don't know we don't know if they're gonna survive or not and the idea of what's gonna happen after the movie is something that um plays a big part in this film and i love how the director kind of left it open-ended because we see amy at the last part and she just kind of like sits there and we don't know if they're gonna die we don't know if they're going to stay alive but it's just so fun thinking about that because you have things like 2012 y2k and these raptures and these apocalypse that were supposed to happen and doesn't happen and i think that's a, another representation of this film that like these people think it's gonna happen this anxiety pent up and fear gets all built up and it doesn't happen which i love because that could happen with this movie they could either all die or not and regardless of how someone interprets the ending it's always an interesting thing to think about whether or not they survive or not um which sort of uh segues into the next question what do you guys think of the ending and sort of how it keeps it like sort of anonymous um and sort of how like the film doesn't give that much explanation how do you feel about that as well
1: i think i initially really didn't like the ending because like of course you spend this whole movie like with these characters thinking they're gonna die tomorrow and of course, of course, you want to see at least one of them die, or like some sort of release from that and then you don't get that, it just ends but I like completely understand why it happened that way and it's like, the director's like, representation of her own like, anxiety and like you said it doesn't always like, come to this like, big release or anything, it just kind of is, and it's just in the end, like, a sort of acceptance and it's like never it's not a promise to be satisfying or like a promise to like for it to end in like a good way or a bad way it was just like it was just it you know <laughs> and i like yeah and like i was just sitting there and it ended i was like what that's it <laughs> carmela needs answers wanted <laughs> <laughs> answers
0: at the same time though, like, that's why i like the movie so much because it's so anticlimactic kind of like life like yeah we expect these things that happen and then it just drops off and i think that's why i like the ending so much but i also felt like damn can i have some more explanation like <laughs> can i have some more context but i was also expecting the fact that like it ended so abruptly like that
2: yeah, I really like the ending, too, because <laughs> Carmela's just shook by all my answers. I really liked it because I think it was more impactful that way, because I think the director was meaning for it to be very thought-provoking and, like, start, you know, this type of conversation. And I just, I think of, I, think about these deep thoughts all the time, so I just, I just felt like it really uh, spoke to me, and I felt like if there was a very uh, definite ending, it just wouldn't have been as strong in my opinion um I mean it's it's normal for us as humans to just want answers but I I, I really appreciate it that she left
3: it kind of open-ended <laughs> yeah I really really like that answer with um just that this is like very thought-provoking and starting these kind con- these kinds of conversations um I was initially, like, kind of upset when the movie ended, and I was like, what the heck? What did we just watch? (laughs) I I don't understand what just happened. Why did it just end like this? But when I really started to think about it, um, I think everybody, even though it's not, like, this this grand exit of life, like, you don't see anybody die. There's only really one character that you know death is coming because... um, I'm so sorry, what's her name? Not Amy. Jane uh, Jane. Yeah, because Jane gets stabbed and she's bleeding all <laughs> over the place. She's the only person that you know for sure is going to die. Um, but she seems very at peace. And the same thing with Amy's character as well, even though we really don't enjoy her that much. like She just kind of, she goes out into the wilderness and she just kind of lays there and, and that's the last we see of her and she seems like she's kind of accepted it as well. Um, the... The husband and wife duo, you see them they just go and they they spend their last few moments or what they perceive to be their last few moments with their young daughter. And then they have kind of a final conversation and, and they seem like even though they're upset about it, they've also kind of accepted it. Um, and I just thought that that was really interesting that like when you think about it, everybody did kind of have a finale, even though you don't get answers, you don't see anybody die. I thought that that was interesting.
0: Yeah, I think um, with Amy's character, she kind of accepted it as like as humans do, like she's okay with it, not okay with it. And she battles with her with her emotions at that point, because like, when when it comes to death, and when you're laying there, you're not, you may never be ready. And it's it's a, such a human nature thing that like, if you're on your deathbed, you kind of battle like, Oh, I'm okay with this. And then later, you're gonna be like, No, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> I mean, like, no one's okay with something that's so certain in their lives and something that like, they can't control. So I, th- I really love the fact that like it closes with her being battling with her emotions and battling how, how she's going to be okay or not okay with this. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the other characters too, because they, they don't have this grand exit, but you have this idea of what's going to happen for them next. Um, whether or not they're going to die or not. Like the, the couple that was together the last moments, um, it's obvious that their relationship is over because the girl obviously doesn't want to be with him anymore. But it's just so interesting that the, the truth and stuff comes out and it, it it paves the way for you to interpret it, like how each person's gonna t- t- survive or not survive this moment, and how it's gonna make them react. And um one thing I like, I kind of want to know about is the daughter of the the married couple because the daughter was freaking out, and she's so <laughs> young, and that sucks so much to be like. like imagine this: yeah. both your parents come
2: in <laughs> to to your room at night and tell you they're both gonna die. <laughs>
0: And then, you need, and then you start to think you're gonna die so it's like this like major like catastrophe of like a family like i'm gonna die to and like i don't know it's just so crazy to think about especially with like with death and like kids want certain things they don't get it but when it, they get death like it's something <laughs> they, they exactly ask for so it's something that's like so out of nowhere yeah that
2: scene was wild yeah. <laughs> yeah. like
0: hearing her scream was that's just so fun. sad like I'm, like I'm like oh my god um
2: <laughs> and the parents
0: were so calm like, like so nonchalant to <laughs> they're, they're
2: like to we're gonna, it's okay. <laughs> gonna die but it's okay
0: um but yeah as i said earlier i really did love the ending i did love the um the fact that we have to interpret it if they die or don't die um why like the only thing i was bothered by is that we had no explanation as to what this was as regards to, like what did they catch that made them think this what visions they see as regards to, like the trippy lights and sort of like the explanation of how did this even start we just saw him get like the original boyfriend of amy get the pizza and all of a sudden he's like tripping out so i want to know like why they were tripping out and why this sort of caused this like pandemic of death to come over <laughs> them um but it's just like a great commentary on like our anxieties about death and anxieties about like our paranoia and stuff like that and i know we're in talk later about uh the director's true meaning and how she really want to perceive it um but i love that part um and one thing that we, I, some of us had a problem with was like the nonlinear, like, nonlinear structure of the movie. I think Steph already commented on it. She kind of liked it, and mm-hmm. it sort of like tied the movie in really well. Um, I think one thing we, I think we didn't like it. I think Sophie the rest of come, you guys, didn't yeah, like it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like some people did don't not like, like it, it. <laughs> but I feel like it was because um, the first half of the movie we were kind of blind because we were watching it. We're watching At Sophie at Sof by Sof West, which is an outdoor event. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh,
3: <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Thanks for the plug.
0: <laughs> but we were sort of struggling with the sound and um like trying to figure out what they were saying. So I feel like if we had that sound and um text and stuff like that to be understood in the beginning, I feel like we'd like it more. I personally liked it, but also it does make sense to not have it. We could just have like this regular linear storytelling, but like I kind of felt the non-linear made it more mysterious in a way i feel like it it played into more of like what the movie's about which is like the mystery of dying the mystery of the story and the mystery of humans reacting to this sort of um idea of them dying tomorrow um what the the non-linear haters out there why (laughs) did you hate the non-linear aspect of this film
3: so i didn't hate it the thing is just that when you're watching it you're so confused about what you're watching that you i at least for me personally i didn't exactly understand that it was non-linear until very very close to the end of the film um and then once you do understand that i guess it's like you have to rethink everything that you just watched and why you were watching it in the order that you were and that touches on what steph was saying earlier about how everything in this movie was very intentional with it being that way and i think i think with what the director was going for, you're definitely supposed to be watching it and kind of questioning what you're watching because it's, it's a commentary on the anxiety that she feels in her day-to-day life, and I'm sure that that's a confusing thing to be experiencing. It's definitely a confusing thing for me to have anxiety and not exactly be able to pinpoint the reason why I'm feeling the way that I am. And I think that's what she was going for, but I just think that it could have also been effective in a normal timeline as well I think watching these people's stories and then seeing them kind of tie together um, it would have I think been just as effective if it was regular
1: yeah I also didn't hate it I like I appreciate mystery you know like Mm -hmm. I understand why some like stories are told in a non-linear like way Um, I think yeah I just don't think it was as effective maybe as she wanted it to be Mm -hmm. um and, like, just rethinking how it functioned in the overall narrative, I think it was there to, like, give Amy, like, more of a POV type of experience with the viewer. Like, she's wakes up confused. You're watching confused. <laughs> you're like, where is she? She's like, where am I? I don't know. And then when she has her flashbacks, you're having them with her because yeah. she's trying to piece everything together. Um, but, yeah, I think... It, like, you know, did what it did. I just don't think it was as effective. I don't hate it, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but didn't that kind of make it a little bit more interesting? Like, I felt like the that aspect really drew me in because if not, I think either either direction would have been effective. But I, I kind of like the nonlinear approach because it it just made it a little bit more interesting for me. It, like, drew me in because I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't understand. Um, but it, it could also be personal
1: preference because I, I think I typically tend to like movies that are nonlinear. Like, I can see why you, like, might have liked it because it was kind of something that you could set on that you could possibly pieced together mm-hmm. as opposed to like the other things happening in the movie where you're literally like what is happening like yeah these people are just going crazy and you don't know why and then maybe this flashback is a hint as to why yeah kind of thing so I can see why you might have liked it in that way
0: yeah I think the main problem for me with the nonlinear aspect of it is like I didn't know what happened in what time so like <laughs> it had flashbacks of like Amy and her I guess ex at the time buying a house, but when they're buying the house or when she bought the house, I thought it was the dude was trying to buy the house. <laughs> yeah. He's just being kind of creepy. He's like, "Oh, you have a big bed, <laughs> wink, wink, wink," and I was like, "What? You trying to buy this house? And just look at realtor. You're crazy." She's the realtor, but it ties in at the end, right? Okay, it does yeah, and yeah. It does explain everything, and that's
2: when you're like, "Oh, okay."
3: <laughs>
0: yeah i had that oh okay moment <laughs> after you watched it again like, oh, it's okay it's like, okay, i figured out how this <laughs> happens.
3: so you guys think it was flashbacks we were seeing and not necessarily just a storytelling mechanism could be
1: what you mean <laughs> 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 these
3: are the words that you guys use <laughs> it's kind of
2: like the, like the movie eternal sunshine with a spotless mind you know how you, they kind of take you through like yeah. their memories I feel like it
1: because they're like but they're memories it's <laughs> but what
2: if these were also memories meaning they never actually died and like this is
1: no Wait so the I
3: flashbacks or sorry go ahead No 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 <laughs> I was I was just going to say I think that's exactly what you're supposed to think is that they might not actually die mm-hmm. the only people that you see who you know for sure are dead are the people who have either like self-inflicted it like the um like the main character guy in the beginning Or, um, Jane, because she's bleeding out all over the place. Um, but other than that, I think you're supposed to question whether or not they actually die. Yeah.
2: Another important aspect, I feel like, I don't know if they, like, intended for this to be part of the (laughs) overall (laughs) meaning, but, um, you know how the guy that dies In the beginning, he was on shrooms or he was on some type of hard drug.
3: Yeah, he definitely took shrooms and then they smoked weed.
2: Yeah. And he drank. (laughs) Do you think that is why they started to kind of freak out and get into their heads about dying? Because I know that's like, you know, people have bad trips when they take like hard drugs like that. And I think those types of thoughts can happen. So maybe, (laughs)
1: maybe, maybe, maybe that's why he killed himself, I guess, instead of like... However, the other characters were going to die, like, just fall over. But, like, yeah, his death was self-inflicted, so mm-hmm. maybe he, like, wanted it to end. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you saying the mushroom was what caused him to do self-infliction? Or
2: like... Maybe that was, yeah. Like, maybe that like was the, a message.
1: The thought entered his brain, and he freaked out, and he was like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And then he made himself die.
3: Because uh... there are definitely characters in the film who are told that, like, oh I'm gonna die tomorrow and then it's that's what's what the contagious thing is, is hearing that sentence So yeah. I'm gonna die tomorrow and there are plenty of characters in it who are at least seemingly sober when they hear it um but I think the way that he acted on it may have definitely been a
0: result of the drugs Oh, uh, okay yeah I get it I get you're, saying. you're saying like since he was tripping out so hard he just might as well did, like and did it himself mm-hmm. apart from like the other characters we don't know if they're gonna die except for Jane um but yeah I gotta get it it was interesting to see that
1: very interesting point, Steph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remembered
0: that part. Because yeah. like,
2: the drugs weren't even like known until mid-movie, right? We didn't know they were on drugs.
3: Yeah. You also don't really realize that he's dead either until the end. you think about it at the end and then you realize, like, oh shit, there was a gun on the floor and that meant something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And that leads us to the next question, which was we kind of, like, mentioned in the beginning that this movie had split reviews, and a lot of people hated it. A lot of people loved it. Um, we are by no means film critics or anything like that. We just love movies. Yes, but... we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. We're film critics. Never mind. But why do you guys think that this film is such a split in half? Like, why do you think it's such a love or hate movie? This is America.
3: People want things, <laughs> <This is America. laughs> people want things handed to them on a silver platter. They don't want to have to think about it. That's it. That's literally it. Wow.
1: I think it has a lot to do with the expectation of the premise. At least that's what I got from a lot of the reviews. They were like, oh my god, great premise. Trash movie, basically. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> i oh, no, no, <laughs> no, Sorry, sorry. Not trash movie, but I
2: think the premise was great, but the movie itself was mediocre.
1: Yeah, like, I had definitely different expectations I don't hate the movie I don't think it's trash I just it's just as different from what I thought it would be but I think those people like had really high expectations I think they also paid for it so I know like there's like a lot of anger going into that
3: it was only five bucks for the 48 nice. hour rental
1: like you said it's this is America
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that
2: I actually did not know it was that controversial. Oh, so can yeah. you can you just uh refresh my memory? What were people <laughs> saying that was so
1: split? Were, I mean, I was really on I mean, I was just really on Google reviews because they were really funny. <laughs> Cause people like who are like not using like film language or I don't know how to exactly say it, but It's very, like, straightforward, just pure emotion. That's what I love about them. (laughs) You know, you just get such raw (laughs) reviews and a lot of typos, but you know that was real. (laughs) One of my favorite reviews that you sent
3: was, uh, the title was, she dies tomorrow, but you'll wish you died before this
1: movie.
2: Wow, it's
3: <laughs>
1: brutal.
3: Yeah. I don't think it was that bad. It
2: like, wasn't. <laughs> no, it these wasn't. people are dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. are. Um, I think it's probably just because it was so abstract and it could be like interpreted any way. So that's probably why you get kind of like both ends of the spectrum. Um, maybe people were expecting like a way scarier movie. I don't know how much so. it was marketed as a scary movie. But from my understanding of the trailer, I kind of expected it to not be that scary.
3: On Amazon, it was categorized as horror slash comedy, I think.
1: Yeah, like when you know that, you're kind of just like, okay, I'm going to laugh a little, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, a lot. Of, I just remembered people were also saying that it was really pretentious. Oh, and in what way? I think it's because it's more like like you said, like, abstract and, like, artsy movie and, like, leaves a lot to interpretation, not a lot of answers, this is America. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like (laughs) (laughs) and, like, yeah, people are, like, oh, this movie's so, like, snobby and so pretentious, it's trying to be, like, something more than it is kind of thing, and it, like, botched, they thought it botched, like, this really great premise and made it into this boring art movie.
0: okay i think with the ending i could see why people didn't like it because one it's pretty anticlimactic in the sense of like you kind of just go through the movie and you kind of like it's almost like a voyeur movie you kind of see these people's lives and what they do and how they react to it but it's not anything like like crazy crazy that people want to see like iron man didn't come out to kill everyone it's just sort of (laughs) like this like really basic premise of a movie and it just sort of like leads you through these lives of these people and i think that's why it sort of had these bad reviews because people expect something crazy when it it has to do with death and how people die and along with that too this is kind of advertised as a horror movie and i think with horror films there's always this like this high expectation of being scared and jump scares and stuff like that so the fact that it's a horror movie doesn't help it (laughs) whatsoever um and i kind of get like why someone say it's pretentious it's because it's someone's like almost i won't say life story but her feelings with anxiety and feelings of paranoia and it being represented in this movie and um, like told through this movie, I get why people think it's pretentious, but when people say something's pretentious, I feel like it's just an artist's true passion of how they feel and how they mm-hmm. want to translate their emotions. And I think the way that it's abstract and the way that you kind of interpret it different it's it, it's going to be interpret different to someone else so i guess why that's kind of why like people are like, oh it's so pretentious it's so abstract <laughs> <laughs> artsy fartsy film but like it's it's just the way it's written it's the way that the artist director wants to tell the story and that i kind of get her way of saying uh telling the story and how it sort of unravels um and it, it is pretty slow like the beginning I feel like it could have been cut down. It could have been. It could not been so weird. I guess like it should have like slowly get us. Yeah, so slowly like put us to the story. And I think it could have like hit the ground running. Cringe.
1: I just thought about this. I feel like people were also really mad because, uh, you know, we're in a pandemic and people don't want to be thinking about death and they don't want to be like filled with anxiety because they already are. So, I feel like they might have been expecting a movie that gave them easy answers, some sort of release, which didn't happen, and maybe filled them with even more anxiety. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I think, though, there are elements of this movie that, like, traditionally in other movies could be not pretentious, but like very, like, elements that you would find in otherwise really artsy movies, like the mozart score and the way that they use the lighting and like you only see the way that like their lights are hitting the face there's there's a couple really beautifully shot movies that have that exact same thing but this isn't supposed to be like one of those movies and i think that's why people kind of see it and they get that expectation like oh it's trying (laughs) to because i definitely had that first impression and it wasn't until later in the movie that i let that go Mm,
0: yeah i think yeah the lighting and stuff like that the, the sort of like try hard artsiness became very clear and like it kind of like Made more sense to me as I watched it. Like even with so- when Sophia was talking about, he's it, like, "Wow, they're really trying too hard." And I'm like, "I know, right?" And then we were watching the movie, and like, "Okay, maybe we were kind of wrong." It's, it makes sense. It makes sense. I think I said that like five minutes.
3: Yeah, ago. you said <laughs> so like,
2: Why is he trying so hard? I think I had that similar thought in yeah. the beginning too, but it. it I think it. It made sense at the end, and it was very meaningful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like bad timing with the pandemic because people probably don't want to be reminded yeah, about death. I
0: mean, she didn't know. She didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know. She still
2: released it though.
0: She's like, Screw she has y'all. to earn money. But also, it's also the perfect time because it's like. People were like understanding, like, "Oh yeah, that's how it is right now." Everyone's like, or they're gonna die!" Ha 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 ha. So <laughs> it's people don't like, want to feel. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I get it. It's like a commentary on COVID. Ha 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 ha. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> with that, we kind of like talked about um, the director's vision and stuff like that. And this is uh, the part where I think Carmela and Sophia know more about it. But we kind of like dove into what the director said, her vision, and like what what really she means with this movie. Um, and I think they found, like, what, interviews and things like she kind of wrote about it. Um, but one thing I, I want to point out that I kind of, like, was woe about, that like, she used this Mozart song. I, I don't remember the exact name of it, but the song was actually Mozart's song that he wanted to be played at his death, I believe. Like, he thought he was going to die. So he wrote this song before he died so he could play it, like, at his funeral or something?
3: He wrote it when he knew he was dying.
0: Oh. He knew he was dying. How did he know <laughs> that?
3: I I don't know enough about Mozart, but I'm... <laughs> he, he got sick, right?
1: Yeah, I think he got... Didn't he die? Was it Unfinished? The yes. song? He, like, died while writing it.
2: What? Yeah. <laughs> Even crazy. <laughs>
1: how did they get the rights to use that? I don't
2: know,
0: dude. That's kind of
3: crazy. I think it's because of how long ago he died. I think it's uh,
0: public. Mm. Not public, but, like, it's easier. oh easier to, to get... Like,
3: Isn't there, I would have sworn there's some rule that if, like, the person who made the work has been dead for a certain amount of time, it becomes public domain.
0: It does, but, like, there are certain estates that sort of take advantage of that and can own it afterwards. So it just depends.
1: Mozart's ancestors, yeah, exactly. or not ancestors, his children, yeah, his his his, <laughs> came back to life. You can use this.
0: His great, 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 great grandson is having rights to it now. I thought that was really cool. That was a really yeah. Great, when you guys uh, out, when you guys told me that he wrote it as he was dying, and then he died. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is the movie. This is
1: the movie. This is the movie.
0: But did you guys want to tap into like what the director said about the movie and how you know how she felt at the time and how she wrote it and why she wrote it
1: yeah so like just reading um a couple interviews with her and watching a youtube interview from her (laughs) um it this movie is definitely like purely like an expression of her own personal anxieties and i think it's cool that where it like kind of came from she herself was like sharing her own like experiences with anxiety with other people and in turn that the that anxiety was making them anxious. Um, So I thought that start of the premise was really cool because, like, yeah, people do that all the time Mm -hmm. when they, like, share, like, personal information with each other and, like, just dump, like, this emotional load, but, like, not on purpose, of course. I don't think she was purposely trying to make people anxious. At least I hope not. But (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, Steph. (laughs) No,
2: No, I think, um, I don't know where my thoughts are going I was just nodding (laughs) in agreement but like it's just it's just so common right that's how fear spreads like people just spread fear amongst everyone else and I think it's just I think what made this movie so strong right now is that everyone in our society is just so highly anxious that she just you know felt inclined to make a movie about it
1: (laughs) and like yeah she didn't even know covid was gonna happen and it just shows how like this anxiety is just something she lives with daily and is relevant to her like at any point in time and just even more so now Hmm.
3: there's a quote from an interview she did with polygon that i thought was kind of important to read um And it it definitely is what kind of sparked me to look at the movie a different way. So what she said is, if you really allow the film to take you, then you go through this range of full anxiety and laughter and humor and adult gallows humor. The mundane moments are even important. For me, dealing with my own personal anxiety, it goes really crazy and wild and it feels like I've got to resolve something immediately. Then I'm suddenly laughing at myself and how indulgent I was about it. Then it's back to complete silence. And that's literally exactly what the movie did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, shot for shot, that's the movie. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, those are both really good interpretations. I love that she had her own personal anxieties and kind of, like, manifested in this film. Um, And it's, like, I was thinking about this when you guys were talking about it, and... I feel like if you had this feeling that you're going to die tomorrow, would you tell anyone? Um, And apart from that, too, would you rather be, like, knowing yourself that you're going to die and keep it to yourself or let everyone know, like, what Amy does?
1: I'd probably let, like, a couple people know. (laughs) Maybe, like, not everyone, but, like, maybe, yeah, the people closest to me, just so that... It's more so for them than for me. Like, you know, at least they can say goodbye or, like, I don't know, just in consideration to, like, our personal relationship. But... Well, can you imagine how they're going
0: to react? <laughs> like, yeah, not it's that sticky, seriously.
2: Like, I feel like it's just a domino effect. Like, if you tell even the closest people to you, they're going to freak out. They're going to tell people.
1: I mean, they're going to freak out anyway. Not if you don't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to die. They're going to freak out. I died.
0: (laughs) And I think also, too, it's almost this is a commentary of, like, having to deal with anxiety alone and having to deal with anxiety with other people. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, with that question I was trying to ask, like, would you rather be anxious by yourself or anxious with other people would you be more comforted with people that have the same feeling as you or would you want to just like kind of deal with it on your own
1: anxiety is just such a weird little monster that it really depends on like the degree or like what it like takes the form of honestly like sometimes it's like manageable like by yourself most of the time for me and like sometimes i literally can't handle it and i need like help or something um but yeah, how
0: do you guys handle it? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because like um, thinking about like anxiety and, and sort of tackling that. Um, one one place I remember having so much anxiety was my college orientation because one we had to be there for two days and like sleep there and then like it was awful. It was <laughs> awful, and you had to pick your classes like the next day, um, and like I was freaking out and like I had so much anxiety and like I was like crazy. I was going crazy. And I was like, asking like one of my like orientation group members like do you know what you're gonna pick like do you know what's gonna happen and the guy's like i have no clue and at that moment i was like i'm cool <laughs> at that moment my anxiety like what didn't go away but it made me feel more comfortable that i know that i'm not alone with like my confusion and my absentness. like i think the fact that like the anxiety with with having anxiety with someone else that has the same anxiety is is kind of comforting in a way like mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with that by yourself
3: but with something like that, they're not going to say, oh, me too. <laughs> that's like, that is what happens at the end of the movie.
0: It's
3: oh, yeah. they're, they're like kind of hippie about it. Like, oh, yeah, bro, we're all dying. Those ants <laughs> are
0: dying. <laughs> they just came to peace with it. Yeah. It was, I mean, but it's also funny, too, thinking about that scenario. Like, oh, I'm dying. And then the guy's like, you know what, bro? We all are. like, yeah, we're all dying, dude. But we just got to make it the best we can. <laughs> I
1: mean... You know, yeah. Fear of dying or anxiety of dying and other normal daily anxieties. Very different. (laughs) You know. Very different.
0: (laughs) What do you think, Steph?
2: So I think for me personally, I probably wouldn't tell someone, but that probably aligns with my first answer of if I would want to know if I would want to die. Because I myself am like a pretty anxious person, and I feel like if I told people that would just spread the anxiety. And I think, as in my last moments of life, I probably just wouldn't want that to impose that on them. And I think, like, how I personally deal with my anxieties, I'm not, <laughs> you guys are just judging my answer because you think I'm <laughs> shaming yours, but no shame. I mean, I've, everyone deals with, I think everyone deals with anxiety differently and everyone deals with life differently and I think for myself personally I'm like used to handling it on my own and when I feel anxious I tend to want to be alone so that kind of aligns with how I personally deal with my own anxieties so yeah that's just me (laughs) but I, I agree with Josh with um the comforting aspect of kind of going through hardships or hard times with other people that you love and care about. I think that f- for me also really helps. But when it comes to death, I don't know. I don't think I would tell anyone. <laughs> I would just kind of, you know, just drift fall, away. Over.
3: <laughs> like thinking back to the way that the characters in the movie handled it, I think it depends on the relationship I have with that person with whether or not I tell them I was dying. Um, like, in this imaginary world, if I had a child, I would definitely not tell the child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something that I, I don't think it should be forced on a child to handle or even have to think about. Um, and, like, with my family, let's say, like, you or my parents, um, I think I'd maybe tell Josh, like... <laughs> after, let's say, like, halfway through the day, I'd know I was going to die ideally deal with it on my mm. own for about half the day, and then maybe, like, 12 hours in, I'd <laughs> tell Josh, see how he reacted. And then I would not tell my family until maybe, like, an hour before, mm. just because I wouldn't, want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to give them the time to to freak out and, like, try and reason with me and think that it's... Because your immediate reaction is going to be, like, no, you're not, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to give them the time to even do that. I'd be like, listen, this is happening. <laughs> The, the
2: balls roll. The balls Can I add to my answer? Yeah, Sure. I think, yeah, going off of what Sophia said, too, like, I still don't think I would tell them, but I think I would probably tell them in the form of a letter. Something that they can find oh later God. on. <laughs> like, you don't need, they're probably not going to reason with you in that moment. Right, they're going to think you're crazy. Yeah, that. they're not going to believe you, or they're going to think you're crazy. So it's just I think it, it would be pointless for me to tell people that yeah, I'm that's party. what I'm saying I feel
3: like I could I might be able to get Josh to believe me but there's no way I could get my family to believe me
0: <laughs> I think I would try to subliminally tell them like kind of like go to my parents like sorry for being a bad kid sorry for this I want to know I love oh you guys and like have like this like exiting kind of like feeling with them and just sort of make sure they're okay and then with Sophia, probably tell her she probably believe me, but <laughs> at the same time, I kind of want to like not make her worry. So, like, maybe I just like Sophia, you've been so we've been such a great, you <laughs> mentioned <relationship. laughs> so so, like kind of like get like mushy and stuff, and then yeah, very sentimental. And then, like, the next day, he's like, Whoa, that's crazy, he kind of said that to us, he's like exiting
3: you don't think that that would just scare me if you were like, <laughs> Sophia, you've been great.
0: <laughs> Are you leaving me? <laughs> oh my God. I just want to tell you how much sure I appreciate you. That's it, that's it, that's it. And then the next day, Dunzo's not there anymore. Dunzo. That sucks.
2: I hate that. <laughs> Such a dramatic exit. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: better than saying, I'm going to die tomorrow and you can't do anything about it. Because it almost sounds like a suicide thing. Like, they might think I'm gonna like try and off myself if that was the case, you know.
1: You could tell them you're not killing yourself. <laughs> it's just this unseen force that's just gonna sweep you over. You could be like, hey, I'm gonna die, let's have fun, guys.
0: <laughs> what can I say? God's gone my number. I gotta go.
2: <laughs>
0: but with that, do you guys have anything else to say about she dies tomorrow?
2: Oh, do you guys wanna talk
0: about the leather jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to turn into leather jacket? <laughs>
2: Uh, uh the main character amy just like mm-hmm. insists on being turned into a leather jacket when she dies i don't know why but <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys want to be turned into if if you had the choice
3: i actually think about this a lot
2: <laughs> oh you do keeps
3: you up at night no because like things always come up like you see things on like twitter for example where people are being turned into like they're having their ashes pressed into diamonds and like ah, just random crazy yeah. things like that. <laughs> okay. I think I'd like to be a tree.
1: A tree. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah.
0: blowing in the wind. Sorry. Here you go. Do you want to be a tree
1: too, I really like that idea. I think I just want to like have my ashes scattered at a location, maybe, and then yeah. people can visit it. I don't know, dude. I've yet to tree. find it. You <laughs> find have yet to find it. my yeah. resting place, dude. <laughs> Is that sad? No,
2: you're young. You got time.
1: I got time to look great. Right?
0: In my own fantasy world, I'd want to be frozen, and then like maybe in the future they figure out how to defrost me and get me back to life. That's my main, <laughs> <laughs> my main goal. But realistically, I think a tree would be nice, or something that like would make my body useful after I use it. So mm. maybe a tree, maybe in the ocean.
3: Tree that could then be turned into a skateboard.
0: What oh, <laughs> well, the skateboard throw it away.
3: That sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe even a leather jacket, who knows? A t shirt. A leather jacket. An ashy t shirt. Like,
3: why? <laughs> Would you Shh, ever? Just... <laughs> Yeah, she gets that idea in her head. It's it's kind of out of nowhere when she Googles like weather jacket prices. Yeah. And I'm like, what is she doing? Because she puts on like this really glamorous dress and then she's looking for this jacket. And I was really confused the entire time because what's the point?
2: (laughs) What a twist, right? We would have never expected that.
0: Did you say what you want to be turned into, Steph, or Uh, what do you want to do after you die? Can
2: I. Can I kind of cheat and be reincarnated? Oh my god. I want to be reincarnated <laughs> as one. a dog. I want oh, to oh, be nice. a dog. Final answer. Carvel is so judging me. What?
1: You don't want to be a dog? That's fine. That's great. <laughs> what kind of dog? I don't know yet. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't
3: know yet. But the ashes of this body, if you could do anything with it. The ashes of this body? <laughs> you can still be turned into a dog.
2: Can I? Oh,
0: yeah. Well, what's going to happen to your body is the question. I
3: don't <laughs> <laughs> want to be, be a statue. I know.
0: Damn, that'd be statue.
1: A toy for the dog?
0: Yeah, I'm she's her, the toy for her own self. She's with
1: the ashes
0: a dog toy and then her dog self. Kinda that morbid, dog dude. It's
1: morbid.
2: That's kind of morbid. Morbid. <laughs> so morbid. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably yeah just be spread somewhere that I love, but I don't know where yet. Okay. But you know, you're we're on the path too? to finding yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the That's the
1: life is all you're about. Yeah, yeah,
3: you're <laughs>
2: right.
1: We're all just looking for a resting place, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark. I know. I,
3: honestly I think like even where we're at right now is so drastically different from, like, the options that our, our ancestors had. I think maybe, like, 20 years into the future, we're going to have several different options of, like, different things that our families can keep. So it's it'll be <laughs> interesting to see if, like, anybody does
1: end up getting turned into a jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who will it be? Okay. <laughs> Tune in next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess what? <with> that. <laughs> this concludes our episode of She Dies Tomorrow. I'm glad we watched it all together. It was fun at Sof by SoafWest, um, day two, whatever weekend it is. Um, but thank you all for listening. My name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me at the Space Wolf on Instagram.
1: And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at catmellow
0: And I'm
2: Steph, and you can follow me at StephHuin.
1: I'm Sophia, my
3: handle is Sophia
0: And this has been Watch With Sound. You can follow us on Instagram at Watch Sound along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. Thank you for listening, everybody, and keep on watching.